You're listening to the Islamic Sustainable Finance and Investment Podcast, the show discussing the latest and most exciting developments of Sharia-compliant sustainable finance. Saudi Arabia's Regional Voluntary Carbon Market Company, or the RVCMC, held its sophomore carbon auction earlier in June, selling over 2.2 million tons of carbon credits, marking it as the largest ever carbon credit auction. The RVCMC secured a fatwa to use carbon credits as underlying assets for Islamic finance transactions late last year. My name is Marlena Karim, the editor of Islamic Sustainable Finance and Investment, And in this episode, we are joined by Riham El-Jizi, CEO of the RBCMC, to talk about the facilitation of the first Islamic finance transaction using carbon credits as underlying assets. This transaction is expected to take place this year as a collaborative effort between the RBCMC and the Islamic Development Bank's trade finance arm, the ITFC. Hi, Riham. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Marlena. How are you doing? Nice meeting you. So tell us a little about the RVCMC. Off the back of the recent carbon auction in Nairobi, the RVCMC now has two auctions under its belt. How has it fared so far? Well, I mean, let me start by saying that climate change is the most important challenge that is facing humankind. And uh, we need every tool in our hand to solve this problem. Time is of the essence. We don't have much time to do that. So I believe that voluntary carbon market is one of the most important tools uh, to enable climate action. And carbon uh, credit offsets would complement uh, companies in their decarbonization journey. So companies would decarbonize and on top of it, they would complement that by using carbon credit offset to accelerate climate action. As well as the voluntary carbon market plays a very important role in channeling uh, funds and finance Uh, into projects that would accelerate climate action, be it avoidance, be it removal of carbon credit offset. So this is why it is very important uh, to enable and scale the voluntary carbon markets. Now, RBCMC has been established uh, last October. The company has done an auction in October as well of last year. It was the biggest in the history of the market. And then we promised the market as well to deliver a second auction, which we delivered outside of Saudi Arabia in Nairobi. And it is, again, beating our own record into 2.2 million tons of carbon credits. So this is what we have done so far. Around three quarters of the carbon credits sold at the recent auction were from African and Middle Eastern projects. So is there an opportunity to develop Saudi-based local carbon offset projects? Oh, absolutely. So the company have three pillars, very important pillar. And this is why we are different than any voluntary carbon market. What we are providing is a whole ecosystem uh, based on three pillars, as I mentioned. The first one, which is the exchange, which is going to connect the buyers with the supplier and help with price discovery. The second one, which is an investment fund that is going to invest in projects in Saudi Arabia, in the kingdom in specific and in the region and in the global south as well. And then we have advisory services that help companies accelerate their decarbonization uh, journey and as well using carbon credit offsets. So we will invest in projects in Saudi Arabia and beyond. 
That's interesting. So you mentioned the investment fund. So can we go into that a little more? What is the size of the fund and what is the allocation for local projects versus the Global South projects, for example? Currently, we have a sizable fund that is going to invest in projects, whether it be blue carbon, energy efficiency. So blue carbon is removal, nature-based removal uh, projects and energy efficiency. We're working also with the hard-to-abase sector to avoid uh, their emissions. So all of these are very important to us. But most importantly is our ambition to be one of the biggest markets in the world by 2030 and to lead in the global south. I see. So you mentioned the inaugural auction a little earlier, so maybe we can shift gears a little. Following the inaugural auction, RVCMC received a fatwa. So tell us a little about how important it is for the VCM to be Sharia compliant. For us, what is the most important thing is when we look at the uh, economic philosophy behind Islamic financing, the economic philosophy of Islamic financing is all about providing economic value, but on top of it, social value is very important. So uh, helping communities, helping families, neighborhoods is something very important to Islamic finance. This is something that is very important to RVCMC, the social impact next to the climate impact and the, uh, the economic value is all important to us. To give you an example, I was in Kenya three weeks ago and looking at cook stoves projects, I was so surprised that clean cooking fuel in a country like Rwanda is only available for 2% of the population. What does that really mean? It means that in order to cook, you need to cut the trees or the biomass. And that has an impact because of the water content in the wood on the health. So when the woman or the mother or the family burns the wood on a stone, it emits a lot of toxic gases. So by selling in our auction, carbon credit offset for cook stove, which eliminates the majority of that, 60% less emissions, health impact on the families, which is really good. This is something is very similar to the Islamic financing concept of economic value, social impact as well. And that's why we think there is an intersection between both worlds, the Islamic financing and the voluntary carbon market. When we started the journey with the ITFC a year ago, we looked into what is Islamic financing? We were looking to cooperate with the ITFC and Islamic financing has got zero interest rate. So we thought, why not carbon credit as well? Why not having it as a commodity? And together we partnered with the ITFC to get the first fat whatever. In the voluntary carbon market in RVCMC, one of our main values is innovation, development and social impact. So Innovation come with ITFC through having this first fatwa ever. The total size of the market, the Islamic finance, is more than $2 trillion a year. The total size of a voluntary carbon market last year was $2 billion. Imagine if some of these funds gets channeled to the voluntary carbon market. It drives the prices up. It creates more demand and hence incentivize supply, which is something the market is suffering from. And the end result is, you know what, enhance and accelerate the climate action. So this is what we're looking for. 
So you mentioned carbon credits as an underlying asset for Islamic financial products. We know that in this space, there is a lot of unsustainable underlying products, like, for example, in the Malaysian market where crude palm oil is used as underlying assets, right? So have we seen any transactions that have already used the carbon credits as an underlying asset for Islamic finance? What we're looking for this year is to collaborate with ITFC to start the first finance trading using carbon credit offset powered by the RVCMC and ITFC. So we're working on that. And uh, I think you're going to hear something uh, later this year between us and ITFC and another another country. That's very exciting. So I, I gather the timeline is within this year then. Yes, we're working on something for this year. How would the RVCMC position itself in relation to, for example, the Malaysia Bursa Carbon Exchange, which launched as the world's first Sharia compliant VCM last year? What I want to say is climate action is very challenging dilemma for all of us. The more we have, the more action we have, be it RVCMC or Malaysia, any exchange, any uh, financial institution that could come in and help, that would be great because it is scale and a scale is needed for the voluntary carbon market. Currently, the market is not scalable, it's illiquid. So the more we have, the better, the more we all benefit, the more the world would benefit. So I want to circle back to you mentioning the carbon exchange. Can you tell us a little more about the carbon exchange, the exchange platform itself? So we are going to launch the carbon exchange platform uh, first half of 2024. We are going to start by a spot market for the first year and a half to two years to establish the price. Uh, so that would help in price discovery. And then afterwards, we're going to move to the futures. Um, having said that, we are designing for the secondary market as we speak. We have had uh, several public consultation. We talked to the market, the, uh, the traders, brokers, buyers, suppliers to see what is the best design for the market, and we will continue that journey till we launch the exchange next year, inshallah. So you mentioned the collaborative effort with the ITFC. Is the launch of the platform also a collaborative effort with the ITFC? Well, ITFC for us is a very important partner because it's not only that we talk about an exchange buy and sell, but it's also financing trading uh, for Islamic countries. So it goes beyond an exchange. Uh, the relationship we're having. We're looking into getting into some of the bilateral deals, into investing in some of, of these countries for some of the projects like Blue Carbon uh, and so on and so forth. And we look at ITFC as an enabler for us to access different markets. So it's beyond an exchange. This is a full partnership between us and ITFC. Am I understanding this correctly, that the exchange will sort of play a role similar to that of Bursa Sukasila, where the commodities are used as underlying assets for Islamic financial transactions, for example? Yes, that is correct. So we're going to connect with banks. So we have right now a fatwa from uh, the ITFC Sharia Council from Rabaha. We also have another fatwa from SMB, the Saudi National Bank for Tawaruk, which will help and enable individuals to participate when they take a mortgage, for instance, rather than having your mortgage backed by uh, rice or steel, you could have it by carbon credit offset. So we're going to connect to different banking systems, and that would help Tawaruk. Uh, with the ITFC, it's mainly Murabaha, so it helps finance trade, uh, and the exchange would enable that, as well as bilateral agreements. 
seeing how Islamic finance really is a global industry, do you see these underlying assets as enabling trade in, say, other jurisdictions outside of Saudi Arabia? Of course, what the ITFC provides to us is the global outreach to different Islamic countries. To give you an example, Islamic finance in Saudi Arabia, the size of the market is half trillion dollars in the past year, which is huge. But then the prize is even bigger with ITFC and Islamic Development Bank because that gives us access to the whole market. The Islamic finance globally uh, surpassed $2 trillion last year. If we get some of that, if we get a small share of that, then that would help our market to be liquid. It would help the market to accelerate climate action. Having access to the wider market beyond Saudi Arabia, this is something very important to us. So we look at ourselves as uh, leading climate action beyond the Middle East and North Africa into the global south. To give you an example, we had in the last auction, the president of Kenya welcoming south-to-south trade in climate action and in climate finance. So that is a great signal coming from a country that is a big player in Africa in climate finance and and carbon credit offsets. So uh, this is why we went there, by the way. So you talked about secondary market trading and liquidity. How important is that? And does that play a role as to the establishment of the exchange? In order to scale any market, you need the market to be liquid. And in order to have a liquid market, it's very important to have the secondary market. Price speculation is very important for scaling, and that's why we're going to move into that. Once we establish the price point, we discover the price, we're going to move to the secondary market uh, to enable liquidity. This is something that the voluntary carbon market is suffering from globally. Uh, It's an illiquid fragmented market. Between now and early 2024, what has to happen for the exchange to be established? Oh, a lot. Uh, First of all, for the exchange to be launched, as I said, we're working on the design of the exchange, which is something very important to us. We have done two public consultations. We're going to have another two public consultations. We're going to start piloting uh, with a couple of our partners, the system, testing it. And then afterwards, we start signing up partners into the exchange. So we start to uh, establish the price and liquidity by time. So this is a lot of work between now and the launch of the exchange. A lot of details I cannot uh, mention. I'll give you the example, KYC processes, cybersecurity, the servers, the location of the services. There's a lot of details to make the exchange up and running. So a lot of uh, things that we're working on. Sounds like the RBCMC has a lot of exciting things in the pipeline and we look forward to upcoming announcements. Thank you so much for joining us today and talking about this with us. Thank you. Thank you for listening. For more discussions on Islamic sustainable finance and investments, log on to www.islamicsustainable.com. You can also listen to the episodes on your favourite platforms, including iTunes and Spotify.